Who is there for heroes of the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their in-the-line-of-duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is educating kids kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut. Monday, May 16th edition of the program, back from Chicago and an actual day off. Uh, My voice may sound a little funny because I'm at the mid or or latter part of a cold, but we have a lot of news to talk about today. Uh, First off, the horrific shooting in Buffalo and the immediate politicization of this a uh, mass murder by a white supremacist lunatic uh, what can we take from this as it pertains to law enforcement as it pertains to how this kind of atrocity could be prevented in the future also a mass shooting in a church um, near uh, Laguna Beach California it was stopped by parishioners a mostly Asian church and an Asian man in his 60s, Asian-American man, is in custody. Uh, we'll discuss that, plus what I saw myself in Chicago that was um, distressing. Uh, as much as there's a lot of great stuff about that city, that city is in trouble in a lot of ways. But, you know, the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund is currently defending many officers believed to be wrongfully accused, charged, or fired for doing their jobs. 
These officers and their families are counting on you to support them now in their time of need. Your donation will help them stay out of prison and avoid being financially bankrupted by bogus accusations and pressure from the far left to charge the police simply for doing their job to protect you. Take a moment now and go to policedefense.org. Not only are they raising the funds necessary to get officers who have been charged the best possible legal defense, they're helping to keep the lights on, keep food on the table, keep a roof over their heads, their families' heads. Fundraising is crucial in these woke times where officers are being unjustly targeted. Go to policedefense.org now. Consider contributing just $15 or more to the Police Defense Fund to help these officers in their time of need. Policedefense.org. That's policedefense.org. Um, before we get into actually uh, the, the, two, uh, the two mass shootings, I'll tell you something about uh, Chicago. So I had gone there, and a lot of you had said to me on social media, on Twitter, you know, be careful. And, and my thought process on this was, look, uh, there are two and a half million people who live in Chicago. It's America's third most populous city. But it's really, L.A. doesn't feel like a city the way New York and Chicago do. It's a very different kind of city. And I thought to myself, well, look, I've never been. I'm going to go. I went with uh, Carrie, who is my uh, significant other. You may have seen some photos on that of her uh, over the weekend. So now that's, that's out there in public. And... Uh, I uh, I thought to myself, look, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to see what it's like. But a lot of you were saying to me at the time, it's really dangerous. Watch out. And and I know something about crime in major cities, having grown up in New York during its most violent period. A lot of people think it was the 70s. That's not true. There might have been more decay and financial trouble in the city in the 70s. But New York was at its m- most violent in the early 1990s. So I grew up in a city with over 2,000 murders a year. And that was clearly uh, very concerning um, for all. It was horrific. And so when I went, when I was being told by people, well, Chicago is dangerous, I thought, well, I'm sh- I-, I understand how this goes. Surely there are areas of Chicago that are dangerous, but it, it will be fine in the area where I was. I was staying right on the river, on the Chicago River, within easy walk of, the, of Lake Michigan, in the most crowded, most touristy, most downtown part of the entire city. So it felt like, well, that has to be, that has to be a, a safe place, right? A safe area. And there was some, uh, some racket, you know, some, a little bit of downtown uh, disorder. The Friday I got there, there was some kind of a flash party that was thrown, hundreds and hundreds of kids. But that, look, as a party, it didn't seem like a, uh, you know, a big deal. But uh, over the course of the weekend, I, I went to The Bean, which I had never been to before, which is this metallic, it kind of looks like a coffee bean. I don't know what else to say, but it's this metallic structure. It's one of the most famous, it's in Millennium Park. It's one of the most famous tourist sites of all of Chicago. And I bring this up because it was a glorious weekend in terms of weather. And people were just stopping to say, oh my gosh. Isn't it so beautiful? And everyone that I met who found out that I was my first time in Chicago, they said, well, your timing is perfect because the weather's been pretty terrible all year. It just got good. Like, that was the first good weekend of weather they had in Chicago the whole year. So where it wasn't, you know, raining and and really warm, where it wasn't super cold, which is most of the time, as we know. And so I thought, oh, I'm so lucky. And I'm walking uh, with Carrie by uh, by the Bean, and I turned to her and I said, you know, maybe, maybe we conservatives uh, think 
that the situation in Chicago, it's clearly very bad based on the numbers, but maybe the, the disorder hasn't spread quite as uh, far across the city. I was just trying to be contrarian and, and keep myself honest with this. But I said to her, it seems pretty safe around here. I don't really sense. Uh, and then we, we went to dinner. And while we were at dinner, she got a notice, on a, a news notice on her phone. Uh, she also works in news, saying that there had been a shooting. Um, not only was there a shooting in Chicago, there was a shooting at the Bean in Millennium Park. A fatal one. A 16-year-old was uh, murdered. Just someone got into some kind of dispute, pulled out a gun, shot him to death right there. I think there might have been one or two others who were also wounded, and they made two arrests uh, at the situation. But you have to understand, for a city like Chicago on its most beautiful day of the year weather-wise, in its most well-known and trafficked park, at perhaps its, after some of its uh, skyscrapers, most famous tourist attraction, to have a shooting right there over over the weekend um, on a a Saturday afternoon, Saturday early evening, is an indicator of, of something. A fatal shooting at that is an indicator of something. And as you know, you read about this uh, over the weekend, you'll hear, you know, 20 shot in Chicago, seven fatally, you know, 30 shot in Chicago, eight fatally. It's just, it's appalling what's going on there. And you have Democrats in charge of these major cities, and they're doing a terrible job, and they're ruining major cities. I mean, I, that that is always going to leave... I was somebody who went to a went to the city of Chicago. I'm a New Yorker. I went with an open mind. And there is fantastic food and great people. And there's a lot to recommend Chicago. There's no question about that. But I will always remember saying, maybe it's not that bad here. And then someone was murdered right where I said that a couple hours later in a very crowded, safe part, supposedly safe part of the city. And that's not something that you easily uh, will shake off uh, in terms of your perceptions of a city and how safe it may be. And uh, Democrats are ruining these places. And they're ruining them because ideologically they're opposed to doing the very obvious, uh, taking the very obvious steps that one would do if ending crime was really the purpose of their policies. Um, if they took social justice and uh, righting historical wrongs and an anti-police attitude, all these things, if they removed all of that and they just did what was necessary uh, to... And people say, well, what do you think it is? Uh, it's very straightforward, actually. You allow police to do their jobs. You back them up as long as they're doing their jobs lawfully and in good faith. You take violent or serious criminals off the streets for long periods of time. And then you see where you are. But you, you have to. I mean, society is at war right now in these cities with the criminal element. And they're preying upon disproportionately on minorities. And in fact, the, the victims by the numbers of these shootings are disproportionately young black men. So the same Democrats who are often pushing the narratives about criminal justice, um, saying that they're trying to, do, they're trying to be more fair to uh, minority communities, that's actually not the end outcome of their policies. The policies are that they make uh, communities, all communities, worse off and make things more dangerous. Um, and... So that was my my sense of Chicago uh, over the weekend. I was glad I went. I had, a, I had a very good weekend as a visitor, but the crime situation is serious and, and is something that needs to be taken uh, out of the hands of woke Democrats and handed to people who are serious about handling it. Um, and now on to, I also saw the news over the weekend, of course, of the, uh, uh, the horrific shooting in Buffalo. And it's it, this always plays out 
uh, in the immediate aftermath, in the media narrative, in a way that is highly predictable. Um, let's just start with that uh, That shooter in, in Buffalo is a sick maniac who should spend the rest of his life in prison if not be executed for what he did, whether you believe in capital punishment or not. If you believe in capital punishment, then... Uh, then he should end his days with a bag over his head and a needle in his arm. Let's be very clear about that. Uh, so this this shooter is a monster, and there are monsters among us, people that um, latch on to hateful ideologies and their brains become polluted with viciousness. And, and let's also be clear, the choice is made uh, to be evil, and uh, this is an instance of pure evil, it's heartbreaking that these uh, these ten people, African Americans, uh, were murdered in this supermarket in Buffalo. Uh, it's a it's a um, it's a very difficult day for the whole country. It's uh, horrific. Now there was also a shooting, another mass shooting in a church, as I mentioned, in uh, near Laguna Beach uh, in California. But only one person, fortunately, was killed there. A few other were shot. But the parishioners in the church were able to stop that mass shooter. Um, in the case of Buffalo, there was a brave uh, retired police officer who was a security guard who did open fire. And he stood in, he stood in the way. He, he put his life on the line. He lost his life defending people um, because the shooter had him outgunned uh, with, well, mostly because he had body armor on. And so the rounds didn't penetrate. And the security guard wasn't able to stop the threat. Uh, it's, it's, it's a shame. I mean, all of us sit here and say, God, why couldn't, why couldn't just one of those rounds have gone a little bit higher and, and hit this uh, piece of disgusting, evil waste right between the eyes and ended the threat? It wouldn't have saved every, uh, every life, obviously, that there were others who were shot outside, but it would have saved lives inside. Uh, tragically, that didn't end up being the way the situation uh, unfolded. And now you have this, this individual in custody. And I'll just say... Uh, there's evil in the world. We need to confront it. We need to be aware of it. But these things that the politicians rush to right away, where they say, oh, if only we could have more gun control laws, that would have stopped this. Well, that's not true. I wish we could stop this. I wish we could, there's anything we could do to stop this. And I'm open to any real ideas, but their gun control measures will not stop it. Um, blaming Twitch, the live streaming platform, because this sick maniac put it on Twitch uh, as he was engaged in this act of mass murder. Twitch is a streaming platform. I believe they took it down within two minutes as soon as anybody flagged this for violent content. They, I believe they acted relatively with relative speed on this issue. But as long as you're going to have people who can live stream, live stream horrific content, uh, there will be mass shooters, it seems, who are able to, at least for a period of time, uh, do this. And then... Um, the blaming of conservatives for this, uh, that's just in bad faith. And that's not surprising, but they want to pin the evil on those on the right that they don't like, even though there's no connection whatsoever. The Bernie Sanders supporter who tried to murder a dozen members of Congress were all conservatives. Bernie Sanders is not responsible for that. You know, Biden and the Democrats are not responsible for the subway shooter in New York City. I mean, this is... Uh, you, you look at the way people try to connect these things. Um, we shouldn't, uh, we can't let them get away with it. And obviously we don't do that because we don't try to make those connections because it's all done in bad faith. 
Switching gears here for a moment, friends. You run a small business, but who is running your HR? If the answer is I'll figure it out myself or no one, remember, one employee can turn your world upside down. But HR is not just about avoiding risk. As a business leader, you should do right by the people you employ. That's why you need Bambi. Bambi is an HR platform built for businesses like yours, so you can automate the most important HR practices and get your own dedicated HR manager. Bambi's HR autopilot automates your core policies, workplace training, and employee feedback. Your dedicated HR manager will help you navigate more complex parts of HR and guide you to compliance. Available by phone, email, or real-time chat. An in-house HR manager can cost up to $80,000 a year. With Bambi, your dedicated HR manager starts at just $99 a month. No hidden fees. Cancel anytime. Go to Bambi.com slash buck right now for your free HR audit. For all the business owners out there, for all the HR folks, uh, people who need HR help, Bambi.com slash buck. That's B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash B-U-C-K. And uh, team, I'll have a lot more for you tomorrow. We'll do a longer pod tomorrow. Sorry about the brevity today, but my voice, I'm hoping, is going to hold out through the radio show. I will speak to you tomorrow. Shields high. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helps severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.